It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Jackson Dart visits BYU. What are the chances the Cougars could land him as a transfer portal addition? We'll delve into that. We'll also preview the showdown between BYU men's basketball and USD, the San Diego Toreros in town tonight. And of course, we'll catch you guys up on the other news involving BYU athletics. A very cool midseason award watch list honor for Shaylee Gonzalez from the women's basketball program. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's get rolling here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 20th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in my day job. And thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always a privilege to be with you guys every single day. And today we got a lot to get to, but a quick reminder right off the top. If you have not done so already, make sure you leave us a rating and review. And especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, those five-star ratings are absolutely critical to us continuing to build this audience. And your guys' support is invaluable in that respect. So Thank you in advance for helping us out with that. All right, getting going here on today's show. The big news of the day yesterday came out that Jackson Dart visiting BYU. I think some wondered if it actually would happen. I was a person who was of the opinion that he knew already he already knew what BYU had to offer because this is a kid who was offered by BYU way back when he was playing at Roy High School and was a relative nobody on the recruiting trail. And I don't mean nobody in a denigrating way. It's just he was not getting attention. BYU BYU and Aaron Roderick in particular saw something in this young man. They were the first program. There was not an FCS program that I am aware of or any other level of football that offered Jackson Dart before BYU did. Aaron Roderick saw what Jackson Dart could and would become and offered him and BYU has built a great relationship with the Dart family and in particular Jackson. So when it came out yesterday that he was visiting BYU I was surprised by it all but also at the same time I took it as a good 
sign that he's seriously considering the Cougars. And my conversations with people familiar with what's going on in Provo and Jackson Dart say that the visit went extremely well. I don't think I'm breaking any news when I hear that it went extremely well because I'm not the only person who heard that. I've read all the reports from the various reporters out there, and it sounds like BYU rolled out the proverbial red carpet for Jackson Dart. And I think that's exactly what you would have expected. He met with Kalani Satake and also reportedly Aaron Roderick, the people you would think that he would meet with, talk about. I already mentioned he's got a great relationship with BYU and in particular Coach Roderick. And the thing about this is I saw this debate erupt on Twitter after the news of him visiting some BYU fans saying that, well, Jaron Hall's set to be the starter, and you've got Jacob Conover, and if you if you decide to take Jackson Dart, well, Jacob Conover's liable to transfer, and Jaron Hall's fantastic. You know what, folks? Let me be very clear about one thing. In the world of college football, it's all about accumulating assets. It's like everything else in our lives. Let's be honest. It's all about what assets you can bring to bear. And if at all possible, having as much talent as you possibly can acquire at BYU is a bad thing. I don't want to be right. BYU can use a guy like Jackson Dart. There is absolutely 100% no doubt that they should take him if he wants to play in Provo. I don't know if Provo is going to be his ultimate destination because I'm also hearing that he's going to make his announcement this weekend. He's going to take up a couple of days, figure out what is going on. The three finalists, the three schools he visited, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, and BYU. It's down to those three, it appears. BYU is in the mix, my friends, and you could do a lot worse than getting a five-star transfer to come in and join your quarterback room. One thing I know about Jackson Dart is he went to USC with other guys on that roster, including an entrenched starter in Keaton Slovis. He beat out Miller Moss, who was a fellow four-star prospect in the process to be the backup. Then when Keaton Slovis got injured, Jackson Dart took over, and barring an injury that happened against Washington State, he would have never relinquished that job. He is not afraid of competition. Now, should a guy like Jaron Hall and or Jacob Conover, Cade Fennigan, whoever else is in the BYU quarterback room, be wary of Jackson Dart? Sure, you can be wary of him, but at the same time, if you want to get on the field and play, that's just yet another guy. If he joins the program, you've got to beat out. He is trying to take food out of your mouth figuratively you have to go beat him and I am of the opinion this is my personal belief that anybody who's playing a quarterback at the division one level they have an alpha personality they have a type a personality alpha is probably the wrong term in light of some recent circumstances locally on social media and a certain alpha con but nonetheless you get what I'm talking about type a personalities That is what a quarterback has to be. They have to be a leader. They have to be outspoken. They have to be able to go out there and lead the troops into battle. That is what quarterbacks do. And if you're going to shy away from competition, that's probably not a position for you. I'm being straight up about that. Like I said, I don't know if BYU is the favorite right now for Jackson Dart, but at the bare minimum, they are in the final three. He took a visit to Provo to sit down with the coaches, talk about what the future holds, and this would be an absolute coup for BYU if they were able to get Jackson Dart to come home and play for BYU. If Jacob Conover beats him out and Jacob Conover ends up succeeding Jaron Hall as the starting quarterback at BYU, then great. I am of the opinion, this is just me, that Jackson Dart comes in, in my opinion, would be the immediate number two quarterback behind Jaron Hall. And there is some 
speculation that in the quarterback derby out there, he could beat out a guy like Jaron Hall and be BYU's starting quarterback. I am a huge fan of Jackson Dart's talent. This dude can absolutely ball. I love him as a player. And I know that probably sounds weird, but he as a is as he is as elite a prospect as I have seen. A live arm, great athleticism, incredible size and frame. He is the total package so far as I'm concerned. And if BYU is lucky enough to get him to decide he wants to come home and play for the Cougars, that would be an absolutely incredible pickup. I don't want any of this garbage being thrown at me saying that, well, you're going to run off Jacob Conover. You know what? If Jacob Conover is going to turn tail and run from the competition that would be there with a guy like Kate Finnegan already on the roster, Jaron Hall, and now a guy like Jackson Dart entering the fray, that's not the dude you want leading your room. Let me be very clear about that. It's not a guy you want leading your team. That's not a guy who's a leader. That is a guy who is all about him. You want a guy who's going to step in there, prove that I am number one. I am option 1A. I am going to be that dude. Give me the ball and get out of my way. That's what you want from your quarterback. Zach Wilson had that. Jaron Hall, I think, has it. Jackson Dart has it. I think that Jacob Conover has it. We'll have to see if he can prove it. If you're going to be a guy that's going to run away, though, that tells me everything I need to know about you with regards to how you perceive yourself as a player and your leadership style and quality. I'm not trying to denigrate anybody in this, but if you are a fan who thinks that bringing in Jackson Dart is a bad idea at BYU, this may not be the place for you. Let me be clear about that. Jackson Dart would be an absolute steal of a pickup. He would be one of the top five all-time pickups in BYU football history in terms of the recruiting rankings. You can never, never have enough talent on the roster. Go acquire that talent if at all possible. If there ever comes a day that BYU is at the level of Alabama, which I don't know that they ever will be, well, guess what? Alabama, they're still taking guys out of the transfer portal. Jamison Williams, their top wide receiver this past season, a transfer from Ohio State. Henry To'o To'o, a guy that BYU actually once upon a time recruited, transfer from Tennessee. Oh, they're starting linebacker? Yeah, he's a transfer from Tennessee. Alabama is in the process of getting guys out of the transfer portal to upgrade their talent base, and they recruit at a top five national level, if not the top dog in the national recruiting rankings annually. BYU is not accepted from any of this. Get the talent, acquire the talent, however you can get it, and let the best man win. That is what it's all about. Kalani talks all the time about having competition at every position on the field. Jackson Dart would make that quarterback room at BYU as elite, if not the most elite room of talent that BYU has seen in many, many years, if not ever. I cannot believe I'm having to talk about BYU fans saying, oh, I'm not sure we want... No, you want Jackson Dart. Don't give me any of this garbage. Well, you're going to run Jacob Conover. Great. If he's going to run off, that tells me everything I need to know about that young man. He can go find another place to play because he doesn't want to battle for that job. I believe that Jacob Conover, this is my personal opinion, would be a guy who's up for the competition. That is what I sincerely hope. And I also sincerely hope that Jackson Dart does pick Provo, but they have some stiff competition. It's hard to say no to Oklahoma. It is hard to say no to Ole Miss. It's hard to say no to the SEC because both of those programs are going to be in the SEC in the time frame that Jackson Dart is playing for those programs. It's hard to say no to that, but if he wants to play close to home and he wants to be the next Zach Wilson, well, guess what? BYU is right there for him. We'll see what happens. As I said, 
expecting an announcement from him this weekend, and we'll see if the Cougars are where he picks to go. I thought the visit was a very, very nice thing to see for BYU fans because means that he's got some interest in the Cougars. Like This is not him just saying, oh yeah, BYU, it's great. No, he actually visited BYU. He had a very limited time frame he was going to do visits in, and he fit BYU into that picture. That means a lot, I think. All right, that's it for today. Anything that happens this weekend, obviously, we'll have you guys covered top to bottom. I'll do a special edition if he announces he's going to BYU. I will be on the mic as soon as humanly possible to talk about it if he does pick the Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip gears, go on to the hardwoods, talk BYU basketball. They are back in action tonight, taking on USD, the San Diego Toreros. What does USD offer to BYU as they come to Provo tonight? We'll preview that game here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at NetSuite. My friends, business is obviously something that we all deal with. And if you manage a business or you're having to deal with the financials of a business, well, NetSuite is here to make your job that much easier because they're making it simple to keep the full picture in view of your businesses. What you need to do is you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth as a business. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. Head to netsuite.com locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thanks for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. Let's talk some BYU basketball now. The Cougars are back in action tonight as they host USD, the San Diego Toreros. Come to Provo, 7 o'clock tip time in Provo at the Marriott Center. The game will be televised on BYU TV, also streaming live on the BYU TV app. Also available on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side, so if you want to tune in that way, be happy to, I'm sure, have Greg Rubel fill you in on that for Front, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler will be on the call on BYU TV. Now, this is an interesting matchup because USD is actually on a little bit of a hot streak here. They opened uh, West Coast Conference play with a loss, but they have won three straight games in WCC play, including a 70-65 victory over Loyola Marymount last Saturday to improve to 10-7 on the season, 3-1 in league play. Marcellus Erlington is the leading scorer for the Toreros. The St. John's transfer is averaging 13.8 points per game. He has scored in double figures in seven of his last games, including a season-high 23 against Cal Lutheran. Cal Lutheran is a lower division team, so you'd expect, okay, that's the game you're going to go off for the most, but this is a team that's going to be feeling pretty good about itself as it comes to Provo. There's only other one play, There's only one other player on USD's roster who is averaging double-digit points, and that is Jay's Townsend, another guard for the Toreros. He's averaging 11.7 points, uh, but this is a game that I think that San Diego's coming in with a little bit of a thought, okay, let's go out there and show what we can do. BYU coming off that really gritty win over USF 
You cannot afford to have a letdown now. We have talked about it. I, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I am waving that banner because BYU is carrying the banner for the state of Utah. All things point to BYU being the lone representative out of the state right now in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, as I've mentioned, Weber State and or Southern Utah could make it out of the Big Sky. That's going to come down to the Big Sky tournament, and they'll have to win three games to make it. BYU is on track to be the lone team from the state of Utah to play in March Madness. Now, you have to go out and take care of business against teams that are so-called middle-of-the-tier or bottom-tier teams in the West Coast Conference. USD is firmly in the middle category of the West Coast Conference. As I mentioned, they've won three games coming in here. They're going to be feeling pretty good about themselves after those three wins, and BYU is going to have to make sure they don't give this team any hope early on. As I have previously also talked about with BYU basketball, this is a game that BYU needs to avoid their patented slow starts and also avoid any lengthy dry spells with regards to shooting poorly. They're playing at home. The crowd's going to be crazy, obviously. BYU just come through the toughest three-game gauntlet that any team in the West Coast Conference is going to play this year with the other three big dogs all in a row for BYU. Well, you go out there now and show what you can do against the middle and bottom tier teams because Portland comes in on Saturday. They are a bottom tier team in the West Coast Conference. You cannot afford to have a letdown in these games. We all know that in the West Coast Conference you lose games like BYU plays this week against both San Diego as well as Portland. That is where you nuke your tournament resume with regards to losing a Q3 or a Q4 game. You cannot afford to have those losses, especially being a member of the West Coast Conference. It's very, very simple. BYU is currently on the opposite side of getting the benefit of the doubt with losses in conference to lower level teams inside their conference. When they move into the Big 12, that's a different story. You are now inside the club. You're part of the Power 5. We're actually losing some of those games are actually more tolerated by the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. Don't try and uh, get me to explain it to you because I would do an awful job at it and you all that pay, all of you that pay attention to this know exactly what I'm talking about. When you're inside the Power Six, I guess in this case, because the Big East is considered one of the power conferences in college hoops, and for good reason, you get benefits that you don't get as a member of the mid-majors, and that's what BYU is currently playing in the West Coast Conference. So go out, take care of business, and just bury this team early. I don't think San Diego is a bad team. As I mentioned, they are firmly in the middle of the West Coast Conference, and they're going to come in here thinking, okay, well, USF made life tough on BYU. Let's go in there and try and show what we can do in this game. But BYU will have the home crowd behind them. They're back home. You all know that the Rock's going to be there and absolutely having the time of their life. BYU fans show up in droves, and I'm looking forward to this one. If you would like to be in attendance at the game, I do have my pair of tickets available that we have for the Locked On Cougars podcast. Listener faithful out there. I forgot to do this on yesterday's show, so I'm kind of embarrassed doing this, but it's going to be an opportunity for you guys to go and watch this game. Let me be very clear up front about this, though. The rules have changed at BYU with regards to access to the Marriott Center. You have to either have proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test in the past 72 hours. If you're willing to abide by those rules, you are eligible to win these tickets, and obviously you can go and enjoy the game as BYU and USD square off. We're obviously going to do something here to give away these tickets, and this is 
where it gets a little bit fun because I think BYU and San Diego actually have an interesting history against one another. When was the first ever matchup? There's three questions here. When was the first ever matchup between BYU and San Diego, and what was the result for the Cougars? Uh, obviously, you can do that by a simple Google search. A lot of this stuff you can do by a simple Google search. And the first person to answer these questions by emailing us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. That's LockedOnBYU at gmail.com with the correct answers. You win the tickets. We'll send them to you. You can go enjoy the game. Take a family, friend, or a buddy, or wife, significant other, whatever you got. You can go and enjoy the game. So the first ever matchup between USD and BYU was when, and what was the result in that game? Then, number two, so second question here. What is San Diego's all-time road record at the Marriott Center against BYU? Yes, what is their all-time record at the Marriott Center as a basketball program against the Cougars? And then finally, what is the nickname that I like to call the Toreros Home Gym? It's called the Jenny Craig Pavilion, but if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, when I refer to Jenny Craig Pavilion, what do I call it? I'm not the only one that refers to it by this moniker, but it's my favorite moniker in all of the West Coast Conference conference the kennel like that type of stuff it's kind of fun but my favorite nickname is for jenny craig pavilion down there in san diego what is the nickname that i use for that if you answer all three of those questions correctly the first person to email us locked on byu at gmail.com you're going to the game as i mentioned rule stipulate you must be proof of vaccination have to show your card whether it's on your mobile device or you actually have your cdc issued government card with proof of vaccination against covid19 and or you have a negative test that proves that you've tested negative within the last two last 72 hours you will be on your way to watch BYU and San Diego tomorrow night looking forward to hearing from you guys and as I said best of luck to the first of you to get those answers to us I'd love to reward you guys for your long time listenership because there's a number of you that listen to this every single day and I'm sure many of you would like to go watch the Cougars in action and should be a decent game tonight I'm actually looking forward to this one seeing these two teams square off as I said San Diego not necessarily the best team in the West Coast Conference, but they've got some momentum coming into this game. And obviously, you don't want, if you're BYU, to allow that team to think, hey, we're going to go in there and do what other teams have done to BYU and just make things ugly. BYU is more than capable of doing that themselves. They've just proven this year that this is not a pretty basketball squad. They've played pretty hoops at times. I can think back like to the Liberty game when they are playing there in uh, Hawaii and that type of stuff. Those are some games where BYU played some pretty basketball. But by and large, BYU, this is very much a grinded out team. They have good players. They don't have necessarily the most pretty style of play, but they, hey, they get the job done. They're 15-4, they're 3-1 and one in the West Coast Conference, similar to San Diego in this game. But We'll see how things shake out between these two teams. As I mentioned, 7 o'clock tip time there at the Marriott Center. And answer those three questions. You can go enjoy the game in person and cheer on the Cougars alongside the rest of the Cougar faithful out there. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll round out today's show with some final thoughts, including the other news involved in BYU athletics for you guys. Uh, some notes on a really cool midseason award watch list that BYU women's basketball player Shaylee Gonzalez is on. The women's basketball team, by the way, if you did not hear this. They were supposed to play at Pepperdine tonight. That game has been called off due to COVID issues within the Waves program. The West Coast Conference and obviously BYU and Pepperdine will look to uh, postpone and reschedule that game later on in the season if at all possible. So that is the reason why women's hoops will not be playing tonight if you were wondering why I haven't talked about the women's hoops game tonight as well. All right, coming up here in just a minute, as we mentioned, we'll talk more about Shaylee Gonzalez and a really cool award that she is up for. We'll get to all of that 
in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. They'd like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue our march in the playoffs and beyond for football and everything else. Bet, on, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. Of course, it's a new year, and Bet Online has a new updated desktop and mobile website that you can check out today and sign up for free at, at betonline.ag. And while you're there, you also can receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use the promo code LOCKED ON to get started and take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus. From football to basketball to hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline remains the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Once again, use that promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. It's all courtesy of your friends over at BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we go on this Wednesday edition of the show, let's run down the other news and notes in BYU athletics you guys need to know about here on a Thursday. Let's start off with the women's hoop star Shaylee Gonzalez. The sophomore standout has been named as one of 15 members of the midseason watch list for the 2022 Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year Award. It is presented by Her Hoop Stats. This announcement coming on Wednesday. The Becky Hammond Award was first given out in 2020 with South Dakota's Sierra Duffy being named the inaugural winner. Florida Gulf Coast Kirsten Bell won the award in 2020. This season's mid-year award watch list includes representatives from 15 schools and 13 conferences. Gonzalez leads the West Coast Conference with an average of 18.2 points per game. She has posted 20 points or more in eight games this season and recorded double-digit scoring in 14 of the 15 games the Cougars have played this year. Unfortunately, she will not be on the court tonight due to Pepperdine having COVID issues, but nonetheless, looking forward to seeing her continue to show what she can do on the court, and she's just absolutely getting it done out there. It's so much fun to watch her play ball because she is worth the price of admission alone and she's not alone. That women's hoops team has so much talent on it. You can think of like Paisley Johnson, Tegan Graham is very good. Lauren Gusson is just an absolute double-double machine leading the BYU women's hoops teams in double-doubles. It is a fun, fun program to watch. They will be back in action on Saturday, barring something unforeseen happening there. Also in action today, the men's and women's track and field teams, they are in a they are in Colorado Springs, excuse me, to participate in the Air Force Invitational, their first road meet of the season. This will be taking place at the Cadet Fieldhouse all weekend long. It goes from today, tomorrow, and Saturday. So best of luck to all of the women's track and men's and women's track and field athletes as they compete in the Air Force Invitational this weekend. All right. You're up to date. You guys have everything you need to know about on today's show. I promised yesterday we were going to get to a conversation with Houston Hey Muley, but hey, when Jackson Dart news comes, you push it off, and we may get to 
Houston Hamuley tomorrow. Who knows what tomorrow will hold, but rejoin us tomorrow, and we'll continue to break down everything going on in BYU sports. And we'll recap whatever happens against San Diego for the BYU men's basketball program. We'll also preview the weekend ahead for you guys in BYU sports. A number of teams in action. We'll get you ready for all of it ahead on tomorrow's show. And thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen. Our friends over at Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all podcasting platforms out there just like this one. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Locked On Cougars. Hope you guys have a great day whenever you're listening to this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January January 20th, 2022, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most, brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.